What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football and the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. And here we are again ready for Super Bowl 51. It'll be the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. And we'll have a week without football, so... We kind of will uh, go in a little different direction with the fancy football podcast here. With game next week, we'll break it down. I'm sure that uh, there's some exciting DFS action there as well as uh, prop bets, uh, game bets, things like that that we'll look at more in depth next week. Uh, we had the Packers and Steelers, their seasons ended here this week in the, in the championship games and it was kind of a disappointing end for both of these teams. They were red hot, and they kind of uh, crashed and burned there in the championship games, got blown out on the road. So now starts the long off season for both teams. So that's what we're going to do here the next couple shows, uh, kind of have a little off-season preview of some of these teams. And we'll start with the Steelers today, and we'll come back with the Packers tomorrow and just kind of look what's ahead for them. A lot of things still in the news, the fallout of – their championship game losses so with Pittsburgh the big story that we uh, heard about was uh, Ben Roethlisberger and he's just hinted at potentially retiring hanging hanging it up needs time to reflect and think about whether he's going to fully be committed to coming back which was a surprise for a lot of people I mean given the fact that he's 35 years old a lot of wear and tear there on his body, has a pretty decent injury history. This was a bit of a rough season for him as a physical quarterback. That uh, It's not too surprising that this is on his mind a little bit because it is a full commitment through a whole offseason and a regular season again and probably another playoff or two there. So, so I don't think this is all that surprising. Now it's the question is what should the Steelers think about their offense going forward? And uh, a good place to start is the decisions they have to make. And you look at Roethlisberger, yeah, he is thinking about this, but at the same time, Landry Jones and Bruce Gronkowski, the backups, Gronkowski was hurt, so Jones was elevated to the number two there. They're both unrestricted free agents, and they're going to have to make a decision here. I think this sets up that they have to draft a quarterback maybe a little earlier than expected to be prepared if Roethlisberger either A, walks away, or B, says one more year and I'm done here. They got to really think about that quarterback early. They picked 30th in the draft. So you look at uh, the quarterbacks there, Mitch Trubisky and 
Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Kaiser have been the top three on the board. Maybe Brad Kaya of Miami might sneak in to the first round with those three guys. But there's a chance that one of those quarterbacks or two of them will drop to that range where the Steelers can uh, draft him. So I wrote about that on SportingNews.com, looking at Ben Roethlisberger's future, what the Steelers need to do there. And I, I think it behooves them to draft that quarterback early. I don't think they can afford to be in a Dak Prescott situation the way the Cowboys were and uh, kind of just uh, hope that a developmental guy in the fourth round will work out. Keep in mind that Jones himself was a fourth-round pick. He's kind of just been at the same level since he's been drafted in 2013, so it should be an easier decision to move on from him, especially if they get a high upside young backup in the draft at least if Roethlisberger returns that's how it can play out if he doesn't return then it's obviously a higher priority and that guy will be the potential immediate starter for this team and uh, Todd Haley and uh, Mike Tomlin so that's a big decision there going forward for Pittsburgh you look at uh, their other position of note here Le'Veon Bell is a free agent he is probably going to get franchise tagged by this team but it's just interesting to note that he is a free agent as well as D'Angelo Williams. And I think Williams at 33, he slowed down a little bit as Bell's super sub. He wasn't quite the same as he was a year ago in that role, seeing more extended action. Williams maybe uh, overplayed a little too much in 2015. It kind of showed in 16 he got hurt. He had the knee injury that uh, kind of held him back here for several games behind Bell, they had to go in a different direction to back up with Fitzgerald Toussaint. So I don't expect the Steelers want to bring back Williams unless it's a super cheap bargain deal. Bell, for sure, they're going to have to invest in. So when you look at the combination of their backfield, they've been getting a bargain on Bell. They're going to have to break the bank for him. So they can't afford too much there, their backup. So I'd expect drafting a backup is a big priority here in the draft as well. So very defensive-minded some of these drafts of late for the Steelers uh, help rebuild their defense in a great way with uh, Artie Burns and Sean Davis and Ryan Shazier and Bud Dupree. These guys have all paid off to be the core of their defense. So you look at that and uh, the offense is starting to have some issues where you got to get some uh, backup help and potential starter help here around the corner. So I think as high as quarterback is, running back is going to be high on the radar as well. Maybe a little later because you know you're going to re-sign Bell, at least for the one-year deal. But I would expect he gets a long-term deal overall lucrative with some good guaranteed money. So they'll go cheap for a backup there. and They can afford to wait more there at running back than they can at quarterback to keep this going. Wide receiver is an interesting situation. We had Marcus Wheaton looking like the number two there with uh, – no Martavis Bryant, but it didn't play out that way. Marcus Wheaton was injured for most of the season. They had a shoulder injury. He's an unrestricted free agent now. The guy that really picked up the slack there opposite Antonio Brown, really working more of the slot, not really outside, is Eli Rogers. They like him, but he's more of a slot guy. Sammy Coates couldn't stay healthy. He had the hand issue that uh, kind of curtailed what he could do as a potential breakout guy to replace Bryant. So Coates is a bit of a crossroad. He's been at the doghouse for the Steelers for a little bit because of his uh, drops and all that. So 
we're not sure if they're completely sold on Coates as that outside threat. Wheaton, I don't expect they'll really make a priority re-signing here. Even though he'd be on the cheap side, he's coming off an injury. Darius Hayward Bay is on the older side of his career. I don't think they can count on him as a number two either. So I think when you look at number 30 in the draft, as well as the quarterback being an option there, they're going to have to look at wide receiver. I've seen a mock draft where Juju Smith-Schuster from USC was tied to them. I think that would be a good fit. Somebody who can work the other side of the field, be a complimentary receiver to Brown. So when he's getting the double teams, he can make those big plays. Kind of like we've seen with uh, Sterling Shepard there in New York. You saw how that worked for the Giants opposite Odo Beckham Jr. So I can say either using that 30th pick or a pick soon after that to get that uh, wide receiver there. So I expect some changes there where I think you can count on Brown and Bell being the primary guys in this uh, fantasy offense, but I think there's going to be some changes in the pecking order at wide receiver. We'll have to see if Ladarius Green can uh, have a healthier season. The injuries have plagued him here that carried over from uh, San Diego with the concussion and all that. So I don't know if they can completely trust him. I don't know if they want to expand the role for Jesse James at, at tight end either. So there's a lot of uh, question marks there for where this offense goes in the complementary players, and they're going to have to make those decisions. But with the questions you've had over Roethlisberger, quarterback slides in as a priority right there with a wide receiver and running back in, in that order. You look defensively, the Steelers had a lot of playmakers and came on strong as a pretty good fantasy unit down the stretch with their sacks and takeaways. But the question is, is James Harrison going to keep going here? And is he going to ask for a little bit more here? He was kind of signed on a bargain deal. He is 38, but he's still playing out of his mind as their best defender. So it'll be interesting to see how much they trust Harrison, how much he wants to play, how much they want to pay him to bring him back here. But he was a glue guy for a lot of the young players I mentioned, including Shazir Dupree on that same level. At the same time, they're going to have to make a decision here on Lawrence Timmons, who is a $9.5 million man from 2016. He's 30 years old. He's still playing at a high level. He's kind of been the anchor of their defense, the Iron Man in the middle there while they've reshuffled the rest with Harrison Shazir and Dupree. But I expect Timmons will be back. I mean, there's not too much of a drop-off of his play. I think he's a lot easier no-brainer call to bring back than Harrison because he's still a good eight years younger than him and playing well. And there's going to be no kind of bump in his salary. It's going to be kind of around the same range there for Timmons while Harrison could certainly ask for a raise late in his career. Unusual, but he definitely is in a position to do so. So I'd expect Timmons for sure to be back. Harrison, I would lean toward him coming back, but he's got to be there at the nice price so they can fit him in. Jarvis Jones is a different story. This guy has had a lot of potential, but just hasn't really delivered for them. He's an unrestricted free agent, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with him in particular because he's a swing guy. They might see him as maybe ready to be groomed and ahead of Harrison, and maybe they expect him to play better here and uh, kind of round it out with the uh, Timmons, Dupree, and Shazier. So I I just look at that outside linebacker spot. The Steelers need to keep that intact. It's a huge spot of production for their defense and their pass rush, edge pass rush is so dependent on it. So 
Jones versus Harrison, that'll be a good thing to watch here, but expect the Steelers will make the right moves to keep up their pass rush, the impact that they can have their secondary with uh, Burns and Davis making some uh, plays there overall, as well as uh, Ross Cockrell back there. So overall, the Steelers have a lot of decisions to make in terms of keeping up their playmaking quotient. The guys are going to be mixed up a little bit here and where they go from. But going back to Roethlisberger, when you look at his season, very disappointing in terms of very good at home, struggled a lot on the road. So that could be wearing on his mind that uh, these tougher games away from Heinz Field where he took quite a bit of hits and played some pretty tough defenses there on the road as well, that uh, this is probably weighing on his mind a little bit as well. So now if there were to be a change here away from Roethlisberger, I don't know if I would uh, downgrade downgrade, uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell that much with a new quarterback because Brown is just a studly talent. We've seen that he can produce with anyone out there, whether it's uh, Jones or Roethlisberger. So People might cool off of him a little bit, go away, not as that high first-round pick, maybe more of a late first-round pick, but uh, Brown would still have a lot of value. To me, Bell, regardless, is in the conversation, assuming everything works out and he comes back and there's no disgruntled nature from the franchise tag, that he's going to be in the conversation there as the number one overall pick in fantasy and number one running back so Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson I would probably go David Johnson ahead of Bell because he's a little bit more durable we did see Johnson kind of get hurt at the end of the season though so that's going to be a question mark we're going to have to follow that I think Bell definitely has a bit of an injury history Johnson just added an injury to his uh, resume and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is steady and I, I think he could even be more spectacular next season. So I, I would expect a lot leans toward Elliott because of the health factor and the age. But keep in mind that Bell's only 24. So when you look at Bell, Johnson, Elliott, I think it's going to be who, who's the healthiest and in the best situation there going uh, forward to, to figure out who's going to be the number one pick. There's a long offseason to worry about that. But Bell, once he's signed, sealed, and delivered, he'll be in that conversation. So there you have it. There's kind of a look, quick look at Pittsburgh and their offseason here. Uh, just a quick look at the free agency, Roethlisberger's decision. There's going to be a lot of things overhauled on this team beyond the core of Brown and Bell. So I'm looking forward to that. I think they could have bigger fantasy upside than they did this year uh, beyond just two guys. And, and that's kind of how it played out for the most part, other than the flashes with uh, Green and James there tight end and the one or two good games from Rodgers. So that's what they have to uh, look at and consider. And I expect this organization with uh, its good drafting history to come through on that and uh, maybe make a free agent move or two that uh, enhances their ability offensively as well. So tomorrow we'll come back and uh, break down the Packers to subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Football. It's very easy. You can do it on Audio Boom or iTunes. And make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Network. Whether you're a fan of a, a particular NFL team or an NBA team or just looking for general knowledge on fantasy football or basketball, all throughout the offseason, Locked On Network has you covered. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Uh-huh. 
by singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.